Well, as Dustin said, it's good to see the college students back. Uh, we miss you guys over the breaks. Hopefully you had a great Christmas. Hopefully you've, uh, all of us have set some uh, just goals, visions for 2018, some things that you want to see God do. Uh, and this morning I just want to uh, also remind you that it's the first Sunday of the month. So in addition to your, uh, the box in the back for your tithe and offering, we have an additional box the first Sunday of the month called the Deacon Fund, and that's for families who are in the church that are in need. Um, that money that's put in this morning from the Deacon Fund will go to help families that you might come into some kind of financial need. So those, that's what that's for. Um, also, if you're a guest this morning, you have kids uh, with you, ch- uh, a child um, pre-K to third grade. At this time, they can go to class. You just need to sign them in, but they'll just be right out um, the door to the right. Um, they're more than welcome to stay in here with us as well. Uh, last week, if you weren't here, if you were still, maybe you were traveling or, um, you know, as Dustin mentioned, the nice Florida weather, maybe you were out swimming last week, I don't know, um, and you weren't here last week, um, we, we looked at a great passage in Hebrews that just how God is faithful. Like God cannot lie because He cannot lie. All the promises that He gives us are true, and so we can cling to those. Um, as I went home, and this often happens to me on Sunday afternoons, I go home and then I start thinking like, ah, I wish I'd have said this, or I wish I'd have said that, or I wish I wouldn't have said this or said that, and the more I thought about it, I thought, man, there, I think for me there's a lot of promises that I hear people mentioning that really aren't God's promises, and so I just want to recap from last week just real quickly. Um, last week we looked at a list of promises that God made to us, but here are some promises that I think that I hear people saying that God never promised any of these. Nowhere in Scripture will you find these. So let's quickly, let's walk through these. Number one, safety. Um, I think it's fine to pray for God's safety upon us, but understand that God's never promised us a safe life. Uh, and, and, and in fact, um, Jesus often tells his disciples that, that troubled times will come your way when you follow me. So it's almost like we are given the exact opposite. So we can't, we can't expect God to give us a safe life. The Christian life is a very risky life. Here's another one. A spouse. Did you know that? Just like nowhere in the Bible God promised you you a spouse. Um, and so I think sometimes people think well, God's not being faithful. I'm still single. I'm lonely. God never promised us a spouse, which also means if he didn't promise us that, and he promises um, us that we can have joy and peace in our hearts. That means a spouse, you ready for this? A spouse isn't going to give you that. Amen? <laughs> and so, like, don't look for a spouse to bring happiness and joy in your life. Uh, and so God never promised to give you a spouse. Um, good health is another one. Nowhere in the Bible does God promise you to have uh, good health. Um, or a set number of days. He's never said, you're all going to live to be 77 years old. Uh, nowhere does he say that. So we all have one full life to live. Your full life might be 77. My full life might be 40. I don't know. None of us know. We've got to live each day uh, as it's our last. Um, children. God never promises us children. But yet sometimes I, 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 I feel like people talk about, well, if I don't have children, God's not keeping his end of the bargain. God's never promised us children. Uh, Our last one, the American dream. 
God's never promised us uh, the perfect house with the garage, two cars, 2.1 children. Like, it's just not, that's not from the Bible. That's from some American culture thing. Um, and so don't cling to these things. God didn't promise these, but he's promised a number of things throughout Scripture. And I'm going to um, cling to a couple this morning. Uh, as those of you who have been coming to our church for, for several years, you know, like the first Sunday of the month, we just take time to hit reset and just cast vision and set up goals for 2018, walk through our purposes. So that's what we're doing. So if, you're, if you've kind of been coming here for a few weeks or a few months and trying to figure out, is this the church that you should be a part of? Today would be a great Sunday for you because at the end of this Sunday, if you're like, that has nothing to do with what I think my family should be a part of, then, then I want to encourage you to find another church where God can use you the best way. But this is the vision that has been set for our church, and this is the direction we're headed. So this is a good Sunday to be here. And for those of you who've been coming for years, this is just good, just... Uh, a lot has happened in 2017, so I want to take a moment, just recap 2017, celebrate some things, and, and, and then just like, let's think through um, where we're headed, make sure we're all still on the same page. So 2017 was a fun year for us. Uh, we saw a lot of things happen, um, and just some things I was really excited to see was like baptisms. We had 13 baptisms this year, that's more than we've ever had, um, and, and I think we're still just scratching on the surface of something big and great, um, and I'll set some goals later for 2018, but um, 13 baptisms was, was fun for us. Uh, we also hired a second staff member, uh, Dustin, who came up earlier. He oversees our uh, collegiate ministry and also helps with like uh, counseling and administration here, um, and, and when you're second staff, you just kind of get everything else. Uh, and so there's like a lot of and this and this. Oh, oh yeah, Dustin, can you do this? Oh yeah, Dustin, Dustin. So I'm very thankful that I have uh, hired help this year. Um, that doesn't mean that everyone else, that as we start hiring people, that we just say, whew, I'm glad we hired people. They can do all the work. That's not what that means. Um, the church hires uh, staff to help equip us to further purposes of the church. And so we're able to hire him back in the summer and sitting down with him, I mean, his family took a big risk um, this year, just telling him, like, hey, we would love to have you on staff, but we really can't pay you. Uh, and then just imagine that conversation. Oh, okay, great, sure. And then, oh, well, we know we can pay you this much, but we don't know how long we can pay you this much. And so just going, oh, okay, great, so I'll do that for a year. Um, and then, then what? I don't know. I'm not sure. Hopefully the church will continue to grow and we'll be able to pay you. And, um, and then, but you know, the, you know, there's other things that we're looking at, like um, a, a building. We'd like to have a building at some point. Well, Dustin said, well, when do you think you'll have a building? I have no idea, Dustin. At this point, we could be at Lattice for another five years. I think that would be bad for us, but we might be there. I have no idea. There's no buildings right now that we know of when I was talking to Dustin. Um, and then so along comes, you know, Dustin says, you know what, I'm going to take a risk. And I'm coming here, and he and Courtney, Courtney came back here and started working here in, in uh, July officially. 
and have done an incredible job with Campus Collective and uh, just seeing how the Lord, like our goal, like hiring him, he said, what, what's the expectations? I'm like, not much right now. <laughs> I said, I don't know. Uh, we're really starting from, from, from the ground up with our campus ministry. We know that's important for us. But um, like for the fall, we, we would celebrate if you had 20 people, that'd be great. Um, right now, it's just a Bible study, basically, but we'd love to maybe have music. Um, but that's not an expectation for 2017. That might be 2018, fall of 2018. Maybe see like music and move away from like small group Bible study to more like large group um, like worship service. And man, like we've just seen incredible things this semester. This room on Tuesday nights has seen as many as like 60 college students in here worshiping. Uh, and it was just fun to watch them just get excited about what God's doing in this church and that ministry. Um, so, so thankful for, um, for being able to hire Dustin. And then um, the whole idea of we don't know where we're going to be meeting, um, maybe in Lattice, we don't really know. Well, then guess what? We, hire, we uh, purchased the building this year. Had no idea. I, I actually, um, in May, was not even aware um, that, that this was going to be a... A, a possibility. I had no idea that this room even existed on this building. Uh, and I forget who first told me, maybe Daniel, Daniel, maybe somebody else said, hey, the bittersweet building's open. I'm like, what, what are we going to do? We, that's not much bigger than Lattice. He's like, no, there's a big room on the back. It's a big warehouse. And so started looking at it and purchased the building in 2017. It's incredible that we, as a little group out of First Baptist Canova, that we had saved enough money for a down payment for this building. We put down about $100,000. We had saved that. From you guys being faithful for all those years previously, just giving your tithe to the church, that that money goes, it has a purpose. And, and so we're able to use that for a down payment for this building. So we, now, Canova bought the building for us, but it was the money that you guys gave. So, I mean, I, I don't want you to think that that you weren't a part of this. You, through your giving, your faithful giving to this church, you're able to, to buy this building. It's incredible. So we celebrate that. Uh, and then we changed our name. Incredible. Like, we changed our name and it was unanimous. Like what happens in a Baptist church is ever unanimous. And it was unanimous that we just changed our name. And uh, I, I just lo- love that, that we went from, you know, originally we were Marshall Community Church. And as I mentioned before, Marshall didn't really like that we were Marshall Community Church. They kind of pushed us to change that name or they were going to sue us. And we said, you know, we can change it. It's not a big deal. And so we went to Marshall Community Fellowship, and we thought that's a great idea. And then after a while, we uh, inviting people, and they're like, we don't go to Marshall. What's a fellowship? And, and so we realized quickly that we need to change it, but it made sense to wait to change it till we bought a building. And so when we bought the building, we knew that we could change the name. And so we changed the name to Huntington Community Church, which I, I love that name at first. I'll just be honest. I didn't like the name. Uh, it was not my first pick. But the more I thought about it and thought about the unity of the church and our vision for our church, I thought, you know what? That's probably the best name for us to not jeopardize the unity of our church. And I think it fits who we are. Uh, we're in Huntington. And we want to reach the Huntington community, and we are a church. There we go, right? 
So Huntington Community Church. So Marshall is a part of the Huntington community. And I love that we're just right there to the campus. The village apartments, man, I just cannot wait to, to just minister to, that, to, the, to the hundreds of students there. We're there for the campus. And then we're still part of the Huntington community just right behind us. If you've got these back doors, literally the other side of the tracks is there. And we just have a, a heart for all of Huntington. And so I think our name will help us reach Huntington a little bit better. Um, last year we saw some incredible things just even with attendance. In 2016, we averaged 97, which I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in, in church growth movement, like if you're 80, if you're averaging 80 or more on Sunday morning, uh, you're, you're larger than 80% of most churches. 80% of churches in America are average 80 and under. So I think a lot of times we think um, like the bigger churches are like, you know, that's what you're supposed to be, but that's only 20% of churches in America average over um, 80 on Sunday morning. So last year we were there, we were at 97. This year in 2017, we jumped over that 100 mark, which is really difficult. Uh, it usually involves hiring a staff to jump over that mark, which we did that. And we averaged for the year 144, which is a huge jump for us, almost 50% jump um, to, to 144. So it's a huge year for us. And not only did, um, did attendance increase, um, but um, finan financially we, we, were, we, we grew as well in 2016. Our offering for 2016, this is just from, from here, from the congregation, uh, for 2016 was 128000 Let's go and bring that one up so everybody can see it. 128289 That's what you guys gave um, on Sunday mornings. Uh, and that's huge for us. I mean, you think, you look around, a lot of our demographic is college students. And I am thankful that you guys give. Um, and uh, you guys probably give more than some of the adults the, with jobs do, the, you know, the full-time jobs. Because when you give 10%, whether that's, 70 bucks, um, or like, you know, maybe you make 70 bucks a week working part-time job, you give $7, you're giving more in God's eyes than the family who has, you know, $100,000, and, you know, and they don't really give, give uh, anything. You're, you're giving more, um, and so your $7 is important, that 10%. And so in 2016, it was 128289 2017, we saw that increase. Um, to 153,146. That number is a little bit that's estimated because December's numbers aren't in, obviously. So that is um, through 11 months and then take the average of 11 months, project that upon December. So that's where that number comes from. So that's so exciting to see us grow. So that means more money can go to missions. Uh, we gave more money to missions this year than we ever have. And... Um, 2018 budget has increased the line for, for, for uh, missions. Last year we were giving, um, I think, 15% towards missions. This year for 2018 we've approved a budget for 20% um, going to missions. So I want each year that we just keep increasing that. Uh, just even as a family, like each year I try to increase our offering. You know, once you get to tithe, then everything over that is offering. So tithe is just a minimum. 
And so my family, we want to keep increasing. So, you know, whether that's a half percent each year or maybe some years are easier, you can give a whole percent, but keep increasing. That's what we want to do as a church as well. Um, and then uh, also in 2017, we saw a lot of uh, renovations. Um, just amazing. I gave a challenge um, several months ago when we bought the building. I said, we're going to need um, about $125,000 to do some renovations. And that was to put heating and cooling in this room. Um, so some of you, uh, uh, I know Jake and Levi, you guys walked in today and were like, man, it's warm in here. Like, it's like we still are like, it's kind of nice to walk in and you're like, you still remember the old days uh, where it was cold in here? Uh, I pray that we always like remember that. I know at some point we're going to walk in here and it's going to be like, it's no big deal. But I pray we remember when we first came in here, we had no heat and we had people with blankets on, wrapped around, um, toboggans on. Um, but we want to do some renovation, so this was uh, part of it, and uh, we, we see, see that, ta- uh, um, well, actually, we back up, we weren't even allowed in this room when we first bought the building. Um, code was we had to have that kind of blocked, um, or not blocked, but uh, had to be um, equipped with stairs and some, um, some lighting, uh, had to have another door put in, doors put in. Um, some work done out in the lobby, and all that stuff got done so we could meet in here. Um, and then in here, we wanted um, heating put in, and that was incredible. Now, this is just a little thing that most of you won't notice, but to turn on the lights for this room, you had to go in this room over here, the breaker box, and you had to actually walk in and flip breaker switches. Um, we actually have, like, we've arrived now. We, we have light switches on the wall. You could just come in and just flip the light switch on. It's amazing. Uh, and so some of the, those are some of the renovations. And then just a lot of you spent time just painting in the kids' room, getting it ready. You mopped that floor, and then you mopped that floor again and again and again, getting all that filth up in that room, cleaning out. That room was full of stuff. You remember that? It was full of food from the old company that was here. Spent days cleaning all that out, got that ready. Um, and, and just there's another, uh, a, a, a lot of little renovations done around. Um, we've had to cut grass this year. We've never done that before. Some of you guys have come and, and you brought like your lawnmower and weed eater and you've been cutting grass. Uh, and, and just I've loved to see how you guys have taken on ownership of this building. I don't know if you wear this too, but you we, we have, uh, we hired Levi who is also, uh, he's our, our intern director of children's ministry. We also have him also doing um, like um, slash janitor roles. And so when, he, when we're at Lada's, that was fine. Coming here, it's like, you know, three times the size. And he was quickly overwhelmed with all the, just the space and responsibilities. And he, Levi just put together teams. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but at the end of each Sunday, there's been teams of people who just clean up. They'll mop and vacuum and sweep and clean the bathrooms, take out trash. Every week, there's teams that you guys do that. I just love that. So there's been a lot of uh, just amazing things that's happened um, in 2017. There's a lot personally that you guys have seen in your own life. These are just some of the things that I just wanted to make sure that we'd celebrate this morning. So 2018, what are some goals for 2018? Let me just let me just um, 
um, cling to some of his promises that he's made. And um, in a minute, I'm going to go over a couple of the verses that we looked at last week. But some goals for 2018, these are just um, maybe what I would call inside the walls. Um, and that These are things that matter, but they're kind of way down the list. They're not as important as the spiritual things that happen here, but physical things are important. We want to make sure that when people come they're, um, who, are in, who have spiritual needs, we want to make sure that physical needs are met. So things like if you are a family and you have children, we want to make sure that when they come, they have pro- that we have proper nurseries for them. That's important. That's a, you know, that, that might not think like, well, how is that going to change Huntington? Uh, how is that, you know, how are lives going to be changed from nurseries? Well, when families can come, they can rest and, and know that their children are taken care of and so they can focus on the sermon and not be thinking about their, their, their kids' safety. So, so here's some more renovations um, for, uh, for 2018 that, that are going to be coming up. So things like nursery will be coming. Um, plans are already um, um, made for like phases with nurseries. So first phase will be that first nursery. So when you walk out this room on the left, that one room will be um, hopefully coming up soon. So we'll have uh, nurseries coming up and then eventually the rest of those rooms. So all the nurseries will be there on the left. And where that nursery is now will be more of like a resource center, connections table, things just for the church where all of our like books and resources will be. Um, and then we'll have uh, two phases of uh, signage. So soon we're going to have where that southern company sign is outside. We're going to have just a Huntington Community Church, like a temporary sign over it, um, hopefully soon. Uh, and then that's being made maybe even this week. And then more of a permanent sign to follow once we figure out what will look best. And even talks of, do we need to paint the, the front side of the building so the signage will look a little better if we put permanent signs up. So we've kind of punted on the permanent sign until we think through that a little bit better. So that will be happening. So getting signs up um, with um, them lit up so we can see those at night. Bathrooms will be um, 2018. I'm, thank- I'm just thankful of church. that You guys have been so patient. I haven't heard anybody complain. I've seen a lot of people like this. Um, but nobody's complaining. So very thankful for that. Um, and then some work done in here, um, kind of the dream in here would be by the fall of 2018, that this room would be painted, that we'd have a, a stage a little higher, um, so people in the back can see me, I'm not very tall, uh, and um, um, so this room painted, uh, some lights in here, so like you people over there in the darkness can see your Bibles, won't that be amazing, and I can actually see you, uh, and so there's just some new lighting in here. Uh, so some work done in here, and then just like near future stuff that we'd love to see that uh, I don't know if it would happen in 2018, but I think part of what needs to happen will happen in 2018. Um, back here behind us is a big bay area that we would love to see serve as um, offices, which will also serve as like a counseling center for us. We would love to have like a more of a permanent counseling center um, for our city that we can offer counseling to the community, good biblical counseling that's centered on um, um, a good view of the gospel and, and not just moralism. And so part of that will be counseling center slash offices 
then also thinking through, this is amazing that we got to think about this, but even like youth group space, like we have children that are growing and then like thinking about youth group, like we have a, we have a large children's ministry, guess what that's going to be soon, a large youth ministry, and so we need to be ready for that, and uh, so just thinking, could that space serve as that as well? Um, now, how will that happen? How are these renovations going to happen? Um, I, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing to think, like, the challenge that I had for some of these was 125000 That was the number I threw out. Um, about 67000 um, of the 125000 for those projects has come in without it being from within this congregation. We've had a large um, gift, and then some of that 67000 was from some of you college students from your parents. Your parents were generous. We had that vision Sunday um, where your parents came and listened to just the vision and heard some of you, t- testimonies from some of you guys. And uh, they, there were some large gifts given that day, so... 67,000, over half has come in from outside, you know, uh, resources. It's been, it's been amazing. Um, and so I, this morning, I just want to take a moment just to talk to you about a commitment card. And this is for us um, that I want you guys um, to, to really just pray about. And so there's going to be three guys that are going to be passing these out to you guys. So I want you guys to go ahead at this time, um, pass these out. So... Um, you should all get one, and what I want you guys to do is not necessarily, if maybe you've, you've already seen these and heard me talk about them, if you know what you want to do, then you can go ahead and put these in the um, offering box this morning, not the deacon fund, but the offering box. Um, but this is a card that basically on it, it will just say, my commitment is to give blank, and you can do that as a one-time gift. Or you can do that in a monthly payment over three years. We're looking for like a three-year pledge. Um, And uh, you can do that online. If you um, go to our website, HuntingtonCommunityChurch.com, and go to the Give tab, then there is a a drop-down where you can go to the um, HCC Building Fund. And so just make sure you select the Building Fund and not the um, general budget, if you want it to go to the, the, to the building fund. Um, but I want you to take this and pray about it. What would you be willing uh, as a family to give over three years to see some of, these, some of these things happen? And then we're asking that you give those in a monthly way. Um, um, that would be easier or better for us than waiting till December to give a chunk. But... I understand that some of you work that way, so if that works best for you, then um, that is fine as well. Um, but take this home and pray about it, and then if you can, bring it back. I'll have more of these next week. Fill it out. This will help us be able to plan better. We don't want to, just like that video, we don't want to get in a bunch of debt. We, we're in debt right now for the building, and we want to try to pay it off as quickly as possible. It's a 20-year loan. We don't want to wait 20 years to pay it off. We want to pay it off as quick as possible so we can take that money that would be given to, towards interest, we want to use it for admissions. And so, um, same way, we want to be able to, to know what you guys are, are willing to give 
so that we know what we were able to do in 2018. Um, and so figure out what you want to do as a family. And let me just say that this is not your tie. Please don't direct your tie to the building fund. That doesn't help us. Um, then that means we can't pay our bills. And so um, continue to tie. This is over and above your tie. Uh, and so if that's for you, please, um, please be a part of that. If, if uh, you're a guest this morning, you're not a member, we're not asking you to be a part of this. This is for our members. We don't want, you know, sometimes people think church is all about, um, they're going to ask me for money. We don't want you to give a dime. I don't, I don't want to take anything from you. I want you to give out of your heart. And so if, but some of you love to give, and so we want you to be able to, to be able to um, find joy in that gift. So um, this will allow you to do so. Um, so commitment card. So there's some promises that God has made to his church that I think as we look about, as we look towards 2018 and just think about our vision, there's two Two promises I want us to cling to this morning. One we looked at last week, so let's look at it again. Matthew 20, 18 says this, uh, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Incredible promise to us that God is commanding us to start here to make disciples, but go to all the world and make disciples. Uh, that's a huge task. And so that starts here. It starts in your community. It starts in your school that you begin to make disciples there. Um, and then the, the beautiful promise is he says, I'm with you always. As you're doing this, you're never alone. And then another promise um, that he gives to the church is Ephesians 4. Uh, he says this, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro uh, by the ways and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. And so he's given this promise that, that um, he's with us. And then one of the responsibilities the church has is to have these shepherd teachers to equip the saints. And by doing that, then our congregation will grow and we will no longer be children tossed to and fro. And, and so these are some promises. So how do we see these promises played out for us as a church? Um, and so here's some corporate goals for us as 2018 comes. Um, and this is just something we want to keep in front of us throughout the year. Uh, it's something we want to try to remind you every week um, why we meet, why, why we exist. And we desire that, that every person would know God, find community, make disciples, and change the world. So let's walk through that. So how do, what do we mean when we say know God? Well, we mean know God through weekly worship and, uh, and training. Uh, and so weekly worship, we want you, this is our desires for 2018, is that you would make Sunday morning a priority for you and your family, that you would guard it, um, that it's sacred for you. And I love that we're young 
and so I think we can catch a lot of our problems on the front end that a lot of churches experience. Uh, as, I'm, as I'm talking with other pastors and some of the problems they have on Sunday mornings, I, I tell them we, we don't have that problem here. I, I know that one day it will come if we don't, if we don't guard Sunday mornings. But like I know at First Baptist Canova, Steve often talks about in staff meeting how um, families just don't make Sunday morning a priority. That as children grow older, they get involved in sports. And Sunday mornings is just like, well, as long as we don't have a sporting event to go to on Sunday morning, then, uh, then we'll be at church. But if, a sport, uh, if we have a sporting event on Sunday morning, then church is just, it's secondary. Uh, and, but for us, it's not a big issue because I don't, we don't have like the teenagers who are traveling and all that stuff. But it's going to happen. And I love sports, and I want my kids involved in sports. But I, I pray that I'm, you guys hold us accountable that Sunday morning that we just instill in our children, like Xavier, I want you to know that, that Sunday morning, being with your family here is more important than playing baseball. I want you to understand that. And, and that I love baseball, and, um, but um, Sunday morning is what God is... Um, given to us to change this city and to change us. And so we want you to know God, and so guarding Sunday morning. So in addition to make it priority, I want you to have the mindset on Sunday mornings to come ready, to come early, and stay late. To come ready. That means you wake up, you're already like maybe listening to uh, uh, some worship music, maybe reading scripture. You know that um, we, we fall through a, a, a sermon series, so that you're reading that, that passage ahead or, or just reading your devotion, just getting ready, that you come ready on Sunday mornings, that you come early. Um, we start at 10 o'clock, but I promise you, I promise you that you can come in before 10. Uh, that, that, in fact, I think if you show up right at 10, I, I want you to think about why you show up at 10. Is it because Sunday morning in your mind is an event? Because that's what, you know, like if you have a movie you're going to, it starts at 1 o'clock. You, you know you just got to be there right before 1. And then really you know you don't have to be there before 1, right? Because you got all the trailers and, you know, turn off your cell phone and all that stuff. So you really get there like 1.10. And, and so I, I'm just challenging you guys. Don't look at church on Sunday mornings as a 10 o'clock event. Come early. Uh, it's amazing. You'll get here and you'll talk with people and you already start fellowship with people. Come in here and you're just ready. I would love, and, and, and Andrew, give me an amen. Andrew leads our worship team. We would love for you to be in here at 10 o'clock. Amen? Amen. Uh, some Sundays, Andrew and the band, they're up here and they're like, and like they, even, they start at 9.55 every week. And they're just like playing. There's like four of us. And they're like, all right, we can't really start yet. And there's, I walk out, and there's like, the room's full. And I'm like, all right, all right come, get, come in here. Like, and uh, some things we want to do is like get sound out in the lobby so you can hear them playing a clock. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so that you guys would know it's 10 o'clock. Um, but that you just come ready, you come early, and then stay late. We, we have snacks afterwards. That's not, that's not really like a lunch. It's really just so that, that you can just stay around, stick around and talk to each other, get to know each other. 
That's a strategic time for us because in here the chairs are facing forward. Out there you can meet people. Um, I pray that when we say amen, your first reaction isn't just jet to the door. I pray that you just, you just stick around for a bit and talk to your uh, church family, encourage one another. It's hard to do the one another's that the New Testament commands us to do in here. But you can, you can do those out there in the lobby. Encourage one another, love one another, bear the burdens of one another in the lobby. Um, and then just through other weekly worship opportunities and training events, we have a lot of training, equipping opportunities coming up here just soon. Dustin mentioned Financial Peace. That's a nine-week series. We'd love for you to be a part of that. starts next Sunday. There will be child care provided for that. Next Sunday at 6, so come for that. Um, coming up in February, March, we don't have an exact date yet, but there's a marriage conference that we're going to have um, from, uh, from Paul Tripp, um, so I'm excited for that. We have a men's prayer breakfast coming up um, next month in February. Ladies' nights of worship, we were doing those every, almost every month, but then when we bought this building, uh, we were just trying to figure out things, and so we haven't, done, we haven't been as, uh, as um, consistent with those, so we'll start those up again. And so that's like a Friday night where the ladies just get together at the church, and it's a great way um, for you ladies to get together and just encourage one another um, and just use your gifts. And so we have some incredible women speakers in our church. And so, you, ladies, you get to hear, um, hear from them. Um, and then we have things like Kim Cowan and summer mission trips that you guys um, are able to be trained and equipped by going and serving in those, whether you're counseling camps or going on summer mission trips. Evangelism training on Sunday nights, we'll be starting those up again. Um, I would love to see, and this is just my goal for our church, 2018, I would love to see us see 20 salvations from this church. 20 people come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And I'm praying for one that's like radical. I'm praying for like a Saul to Paul kind of transformation. I want to see somebody who's like persecuting the church or someone who's like uh, just big in the drug scene here in Huntington. Um, maybe it's a prostitute. I have no idea. I want to see someone. Now, all of our lives are changed. I'm not saying that our lives aren't changed. But I want to see someone who just drastically changed in 2018. So I pray that you would just join me in that prayer. Another thing we're going to, we're going to be doing um, um, over the next few months is doing prayer walking. I'm just talking about old school, going door to door, getting out in the community, knocking on doors, saying, Hey, I, my name's Adam. I'm from a church called Huntington Community Church. How can I pray for you? That's it. And that might seem really awkward for some of you. We're going to do some training for that. Um, but it's amazing how people like, even though they don't like church, it's amazing how, how people like prayer. People will still ask you to pray for them, even though they may never come here. And so we just need to be out in the community more and, and, and just asking people, how can we be praying for them? So we're going to be doing some of that as well. So there's, there's some ways in there, training, equipping. How do we... How do we um, um, train for like small groups and, and discipleship groups. We'll be doing some of those as well. But those all fall under how do we know God better. So there's some expectations for you, for us, for 2018. Find community. We expect everyone to, um, to know God. Find community. As I mentioned, the way this is set up on Sunday morning, it's just not designed to make community. 
if you feel like you don't really know anyone here, you don't really fit in, I, I, I just, I, I'm curious, I, I bet that you're not in a small group, or you're not consistently going to your small group. Um, that's what our small groups are for here. It's to help you find community. Sunday morning is just not it. And so our small group ministry, it's, it's great. It, it meets um, once a week um, during the school year, during the academic year. We take summers off, and we just do like a weekly um, Wednesday service. And, but during the school year, we do small groups. And it's a way to you get in somebody's um, either house or Wednesday night small groups, they meet here. But it's a way to you just, you just develop community with people. I love coming in here and seeing people sitting together. And I'm like, how in the world do they know each other? Like, they're just from different walks of life. And I start thinking, like, oh, yeah, they're in small group together. And it's amazing. Some of you are sitting with people in your small group right now because you found community. And, and some of you, you wait to come in. And you're like, man, I don't really know anybody. I'm going to wait for that, you know, that person from small group. And then you come in with them and you sit with them to find community. Um, and so they meet each week, and they meet for like an hour, 15 minutes, maybe an hour and a half. And if you're not in one, we want to encourage you to get in one. Um, if you want to get connected to this church, you need to be in a small group. You're always going to feel isolated if you're not. So in the back, on your way out, there's a table that has the Deacon Fund box on it, and you're going to see three sets of cards. One of those is a yellow Connect card, all right? And on it, on the back, it just says, um, has your name, email, phone, and then there's a box there for small groups. So just check that box, and I'll be in touch, or someone will be in touch with you this week to see which night works best for you, what small group you can be in. We want you in a small group. It's going to help you grow, um, help you find community. Um, also, not only do we want you to know God better and to find community, we want you to make disciples. So we have these things called D groups discipleship groups and that's something where it's like three to five people um, typically and they they meet once a week and that can be for as quick as 30 minutes if that's possible uh, preferably about an hour um, hour hour 15 minutes and that can be like in the morning before you go to work it can be uh, in the evenings um, but there's d groups and several of you already have d groups um, I just want to be encouraged this morning. How many of you are already part of a D group? Let me just see your hand. Beautiful. We want to see those continue to multiply. So the D group you're, the D group you're in this year, um, so it's like, um, it, it, it's also from like September to, to May. Um, so you may start up one now and it may just go to May and then you start up a, a new one next year. But that, the idea is like the group you're in now is not the same group you'll be in next year. You'll be in a different D group and they keep multiplying and you're, Keep inviting, and, and so that's also on the, connect, the connection card. So if you want to get connected to a D group, sign, uh, sign up for that. And then also just, just to unplug the connection card. If you're thinking about membership or you need to be baptized, those are also ways that you can sign and just check that box, put it in the offering box, and we'll be in contact with you. Um, so that's how we make disciples here. Uh, instead of staying busy with a lot of programs, we really just want you to intentionally invest in the lives of others. I don't want you here every night. Some churches do that. They're here every night of the week, and they're just busy. I want you with people. People is what's going to change this city. 
And so we want you investing in the lives of others, helping them walk uh, and, and live out their journey. Um, and so know God, find community, make disciples, change the world. We want you to change the world through missions, evangelism, and volunteering. So, um, so with change the world, how do you serve um, inside these walls? And on that back table, there's also a, a card that says serve. And this is a way that you can start to volunteer to serve inside these walls. Things like um, the kids' ministry, um, working in the back with audio, video stuff. So video would be, you know, the guy who sees all these. You know, right now you see that. That's because somebody wrote, I want to help with video. So thank you, RL. Um, hospitality. Um, I pray that you were greeted this morning when you came in. That's part of our hospitality ministry. And, and part of that is just thinking through um, how can we best serve um, as you come in and thinking through parking. So... Coming up, probably not next week, but the week after, we're gonna, you're going to see some changes to our parking ministry. You're going to see signs where um, that lot across 20th Street, that's for our, um, if you're all in with HCC, like this is your church, we want to encourage you to park over there and make the, the, uh, the trip across 20th Street. If you are a guest, um, we want you to park in the lot over um, beside the church, that old abandoned church. Um, if you are a, um, a member of this church or you're part of this church, but you have small children, and we don't really want you with small children coming across 20th Street, um, then you can also park in this lot over here so you don't have to come across 20th Street. Then we're also going to have designated handicap spots um, or special needs out here. So hopefully all those will be marked. You're going to be greeted. So we just want when people come that they just feel like they're loved. So if you love people and you're outgoing, hospitality ministry. That's also even like with food and all that stuff, um, hospitality ministry, prayer ministry. I love this. If this city is going to change, if this church is going to do anything, it's got to start with prayer. And we're starting a prayer ministry and um, our prayer cards are back, so on the back, there's three cards. This is the, this is the third one. It's a prayer card. So on that back, if you have a prayer request, put your name down, a prayer request, put it in the offering box, and um, the elders, staff here, and the prayer team will be praying for these um, each week. Um, so if you want to be a part of the prayer team, mark that on the serve card. Also, uh, multimedia, if you're good with like graphic design, videos, that kind of stuff, multimedia. If you're musically gifted, then band, cleanup crew, that's the people who help clean up. That's, so all that is how you can serve this church in 2018 inside these walls. Well, how do you serve outside the walls? I want you to think about where do you live, work, and play. That's how you serve this church. That's why we don't have a bunch of programs. I would rather have you have your neighbors over to your house for dinner on a Thursday night, then you'd be involved in another small group something here at the church. I want you investing in where you live, work, and play. So where do you live? Think about how you can reach your street with the gospel. Whether that's a cookout, when spring gets, when you know, it's starting to get nice, you want to have a, like a cookout at your house, invite your neighbors. Get to know those across the street. Where do you work? 
Could you start a Bible study at lunch at your work? Um, it might just be you and somebody else. It might start small. That's fine. Then where do you play? Meaning, what do you love to do? How can you use that for God's glory? So like I, I mentioned, I love baseball. So I coach Little League Baseball. Find ways to get involved in this city. Um, things like Spring Hill, after-school tutoring, volunteering to coach at the Y, like soccer or basketball, um, A.D. Lewis um, Center. There's some people who go there on Thursdays and just hang out with kids. Mentoring programs. We're going to start one of those up where um, we're going to ask middle school and high school, maybe even elementary students, if they want to be mentored. And then if you want to be a part of that mentoring, like kind of like the big brother, big sister, do you want to kind of adopt that child? Then um, that's ways that you can just change um, this city and how you can serve this church outside these walls. You have a heart for college students, then maybe you can help be a part of Campus Collective. I've mentioned the prayer ministry. There's a lot of ways that you can change the world. Um, you know, how, how, do you, how do you think through um, just missions, evangelism, and volunteering? When's the last time you told someone about Jesus? We want to train, equip you to be able to do that. Um, I'm excited for 2018. I think there's some big goals for us. But as always, as we look forward, we have to always look back. And one of the promises that God left us with is Ephesians 3.20. says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Think about that. What, what is that saying? What is that verse saying? That everything that you can think about, that, that, that you can think or ask, God is able to do far more abundantly I want you to dream big for 2018. I want to see God do a mighty work. And it may start with us just dreaming big. And so we're going to take a moment and pray. But we need, to, we need to remember to look back. And I think one of the means of grace that God has given us is the Lord's Supper. That we get to every month, the first Sunday of the month, we get to look back to this table. And we get to look back to a time where we were on the outside of these walls. That people were praying for us. That we were lost. And um, Christ willingly went to the cross to take on your sin. My sin. And so every, um, every Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, we get to just contemplate and just think about what he has done for us and I, I think sometimes we don't we don't try big things we don't attempt big things because we we kind of forget where we've been and so this is an opportunity this morning just to reflect contemplate where you've been that you were lost that you were a rebel and God saved you through his sacrifice that his body was broken and so that's what the bread represents this morning that his body was broken, it was torn, and that his blood was shed for the forgiveness of sins. And so that's what the cup represents this morning. And so whenever you're ready this morning, if you're a follower of Christ, then we encourage you to come and celebrate the Lord's Supper with us, that you take a piece of the bread, dip in the cup. 
If you are not a follower of Christ, if you're not a Christian, then just sit during this time and think why that your heart is hardened, why you haven't given your life to Christ. And if that's you, um, I want to encourage you, today's the day of salvation. That we looked at a promise last week, it said if you confess with your mouth, um, if, if, if you believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior, that you can have salvation today. And so today might be that day for you. So, but whenever you're ready, come and participate in the Lord's Supper. Let's pray. God, this morning we are thankful for what you've done for us. That you've given your life for us. We're thankful that uh, we get to spend forever with you. That this world is a reminder of its brokenness, that it's temporary. And Lord, the table reminds us of uh, the new covenant. That you saved us not because we were good enough, but you saved us because of your great love. And so, Lord, we're thankful for your grace and your mercy this morning to redeem us. And so this morning, may we be excited about what you're doing in our lives. May we be grateful. May we not take wrongly of the uh, table this morning. May we come with a pure heart. May we confess all sin right now before we come. May we be at peace with you, Lord. That means that before we take of this cup, if you have some ill feeling towards someone in this room, then that you would go first to that person and reconcile and then come to the cup. Lord, we're thankful for how you're at work. I pray big thanks for 2018, Lord. I pray that you would use us just average, mediocre people who are just being faithful to you, Lord. Lord, this is who you've chosen to, to change the world. So, Lord, I pray that you would use us in a supernatural way. Lord, we want to dream big. Help us to have those kind of dreams, Lord, for 2018. May we point this city to you. I pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.